Welcome back to the Why Mayo podcast. This is Janine Steen, your host, hoping to answer your who, what, when, where, how, and why questions when it comes to myofunctional therapy. The last time we spoke, um, I was going over and reviewing some of the areas that are impacted by a tongue thrust and therefore myofunctional therapy is the proper course for tre- of treatment um, and that it's the best approach to treatment. But I realized that when I was listening back to the podcast that I really didn't go over what a tongue thrust actually is. So I want to backtrack before I continue um, and review the two areas that I didn't discuss the other day. And I just want to go back and discuss a little bit about what a tongue thrust is. Um, I think most people, they do not know what to look for. They don't know what that means. Um, but then once they see it and once they identify it, they can't stop seeing it and they can't stop identifying it. So the best way to really describe what a tongue thrust is, is to think about when you see a baby eating baby cereal or baby oatmeal for the first time. And when we try to put the spoon in the mouth with the food on it, more of the food winds up outside of the mouth and on their bib and their clothes and on their high chair than actually in their mouth. And you can actually see the tongue pushing forward and backwards um, as it pushes the food out instead of backwards towards the throat so that um, it can be swallowed and digested. Um, And of course, the calories and the benefits and the vitamins that is necessary to be obtained. Well, that type of tongue thrust is very similar to what a um, an adult tongue thrust would look like or a non-infant tongue thrust um, as there is a time that we all are tongue thrusters and we all should be tongue thrusters um, and that definitely um, happens during infancy of course um, and the research varies some people say to early toddlerhood others say late toddlerhood um, however that that tongue thrust should be ex- completely extinguished From a myofunctional therapist standpoint, obviously the second that child starts eating solid foods, um, we're looking and working to at least preliminary to get that tongue back in their mouth and limit the amount of times they're thrusting. Um, That's also why we encourage um, infants, especially that have a more pronounced tongue thrust um, or if they are worried that about a tongue thrust um, to stop bottle feeding at a year old and stop um, using a pacifier at a year old or stop sucking habits at a year old. Um, I can tell you from experience and it goes way back to the you have to practice what you preach which of course I did not when it was my own child Um, but the older they get and the smarter they get the more difficult it is to remove those items from their life especially because now they can rationalize. I'll never forget trying to get rid of my daughter's binky. Um, I cut holes in it, I threw it out the window, and for every hole, she'd come over and say, mommy, broken. And for every time she threw it out the window or we gave it to the garbage man, she'd wave goodbye and then she'd say, "Uh uh-oh, our 
Worst attempt was taking her to Sesame Place and saying, we're gonna give it to Elmo so that he can share it with other little babies and boys and girls. And uh, we did that. Um, but the second we left the park and we were driving home from Pennsylvania in traffic, um, the second she was fussy, that binky went right back in. It wasn't until finally I said we were gonna wrap it and leave it for Santa under the tree. Um, and Santa would bring her a special present that she actually gave it up. But in hindsight, I realized how horribly mean that was. And Jesus, I may have scared her for life considering what I did. Um, thankfully, it didn't happen. Um, however, it was definitely harder and harder to do um, as we, as that, as she could rationalize and understand um, all the things that I were doing was doing was not allowing for that item to be permanently gone. Um, obviously, the same thing goes with thumb sucking and finger sucking and. Uh, sucking on your hair and your blankies. Um, all of those sucking habits, especially if they continue beyond one, years of, one year of age, um, there's just more of a chance that it's going to perpetuate that tongue thrust, that infant thrust um, beyond those toddler years um, and have that adverse effect on those four areas that um, the two I went over last podcast and the two that I will go over in the next podcast. Um, and those include it can, that tongue thrust may affect their speech, it may affect their diet or their feeding abilities, it may affect their teeth, um, it can affect their overall jaw. Um, and now they're talking about um, how beneficial myofunctional therapy is for individuals with sleep apnea. Um, so the strength that they're lacking or the weakness that they have um, could have an adverse effect on um, the, collapse, the collapsing of um, their airway and thus sleep apnea. So it's definitely um, multiple ways that that tongue thrust can be affected, but I want everyone to have that visual of what it looks like by thinking of an infant. And if you can't think of, or you don't know what that looks like, um, I would definitely go on YouTube and um, YouTube it. There's a specific site that I actually think is beneficial and um, it really kind of brings everything together um, regarding these, what, the, what a tongue thrust does, what it looks like and what it affects. For the video mentioned by Janine, please see the link in the description below. Thank you.